Hi, I'm Carol Radke. And I'm Jamie Kappas, and we're Two Gals Homesteading. And this is the Homestead Podcast. We'd like to give a special thank you to PicoSupply.com for sponsoring our podcast. You are joining co-hosts Carol and Jamie of TwoGalsHomesteading.com. Let them help you unleash the homesteader within. Let's start homesteading. Let's start now. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Carol. All right. Here we are another week. And yeah. both of us have been extremely busy again. I think we're just too busy to um, research, do a lot of research. And I'm doing a lot of research that I'm not ready to share yet. Yeah. Um, involving our lotions, lotions and potions, potions and type thing. Um, we're doing some background stuff on that. And until I've got a little bit better grasp on it, I think I'm just going to put that in the side pocket there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of like trying to. You know, dry the herbs. I've got herbs that are like needing, I could use another, I don't know how many dehydrators. Okay. Well, I have one over here. I have a dehydrator that has eight trays, Mm. at least eight trays. So if you need to bring some stuff over here, we can certainly. I could do that. I could whack it off. We're talking, (laughs) I have a, I have shrubs. I have oregano. I have sage. I have lemon balm. I have peppermint. Uh, lavender. Okay. My lavender is not very big. But okay. I'm I'll tell you right now. Lavender, you cannot bring over here because Rich does not like the smell of it. Oh, okay. So I'll don't, keep that one yeah, to myself. Yeah, you keep that one to yourself and I don't like basil. So that would be the other one that I, oh, could okay. not, I could not dry for you over here. I can't do basil. Oh, okay. Can, yeah, it's ugh. And too intense. Oh, so. see, and I can just rub my hand on it and <laughs> inhale it. Mm. Yes, he does not care for lavender, and I don't care for basil. So those would be the two things you couldn't bring over here. But you just mentioned before we went on air, <laughs> before we went on air, that you had done lemon, lemon balm, balm tea. Yes, I dried. I went out. I only cut just a little handful of it, and it's like, oh my goodness, the plants are probably about three feet tall. Oh my. Yeah, two feet tall. Anyway, so yeah, I had dried some earlier this week and then they say it's good for all kinds of things, cholesterol, blood pressure, heart. And so um, I thought, well, I'll taste it. You know, sometimes that tea is like, ooh, but this was really good because it's in the mint family. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of, you know, lemony, minty-ish. Did you add honey or no, syrup or anything to it? No, I drank it straight. Just drank it straight. Okay. I'm not a tea person, so. Yeah. No, I drink um, a lot of tea. And okay. I drink dandelion tea, which oh, yeah, takes right. a lot to drink. And I drink it plain. Okay. Is the dandelion tea, is that... Uh, like bitter or... Yeah, it is bitter, especially if you seep it too long. Okay, and you seep what? The flowers or the... I think it's all of it because the dandelion tea, the dandelion I bought, I did not... Um, oh, you didn't harvest it. I didn't harvest it. Okay. And so, but it's got everything in it. It looks like it looks like kind of kind of dirt sometimes in the bottom of the cup. Oh, wow. So, okay. Hmm. But yeah, that's another supposed to be good for you so we're drinking you're it. trying it anyway yeah well i've been doing it um i bet i've been doing it four or five months now okay and stuff it's it's supposed to be a diuretic and so one of the pills that i take for my blood pressure is a diuretic or it did take for my it was a diuretic so this is what i'm substituting okay instead of a synthetic do one, you I'm, know if it's working i think it is i can tell like um if i don't drink it my fingers and feet will swell a little bit 
So, okay. yeah. Well, that's good to know that it yeah. actually seems to be yeah, helping you. Yeah. And, you know, usually an hour or so after drinking and it's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. You know, so, yeah, I I, have, I feel like it is. All right. Haven't been to the doctor to no, know no. any. <laughs> I know you're kind of anti-doctor like me. Yeah. Um, don't want to go have unless place. you absolutely have yeah. to. <laughs> Well, and the biggest thing is the cost of it. Yeah, it is. It's I mean, just to walk expensive. in the door when you're looking at 200, you have to put a $250 deposit down just to talk to him. Yep. I'm like going, what if I don't like what he says? <laughs> or he just tells you what you already know. Yeah. That's what I don't care for. I'm like, okay, I already know that. Yeah. But, and I don't want to take another synthetic pill tell me, to help me in another way. Mm-hmm. So you've been relying on this book over here oh, that yeah. you brought with you today. That and uh, the, you know, the last book of Herbal Remedies, that one I use a lot. And then uh, my daughter had gifted me um, Rosemary Gladstar's Medicinal Herbs, a beginner's guide. She had bought that for herself and, you know, we all have good intentions and stuff. And so then she gifted it to me after I had got that one for Christmas, the other okay. one for Christmas. So. Okay, yeah. I ordered the last book of Herbal Remedies because I keep bothering you. Can you I look keep, this up? Can you look up this? I keep sending you pictures and I was like, oh, that's too much info. I can't get that one shot. I have to take multiple. So I, I, mine is mine is coming and it, it did have a, a couple of freebies that came with it yeah, too. Mine um, does too. It's in an email and I... I was going to say, I haven't looked at them yet. So yeah, because um, then I got a digital download of this. I don't know if I ever digitally downloaded it though. I just waited for the book. Yeah, I was going to say, I like books because I like to be able to page through yeah, them. I'm not so I much of a digital them. person. So. But yeah, I noticed I was asking you about chicory because we have a paddock that the cows just got done grazing and chicory is growing out there. I've got purple flowers just blooming out there. The cows don't eat it? They do not eat it. Um, oh. And I was reading that uh, chicory only, I think it blooms for one or two days and the flower is then gone. Oh. And it reseeds, but that pasture is almost purple out there. Um, but they say you can eat leaves, the root you can use, makes a wonderful coffee substitute yep. without the caffeine. Yeah, I haven't um, looked up burdock, which we also have lots and lots yeah. of growing out here. Oh, every farm has burdock. Yeah. So, but now we're on... I haven't done anything. I was thinking maybe I could go out and dig up some of that chicory out there and see what we can do with it. Rich had talked about, be nice if we could um, harvest some of this stuff and then freeze dry it for yes. use later yes. in the winter, whatever, since we have such a short growing season here for yeah. harvesting anything wild that's growing on our yes. land anyway. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to freeze dry it, you know, if we need to grind it into a powder first or... I'm not sure because a lot no, of a lot of this stuff has to do with um, the milky substance, substance that comes out of the roots or the leaves. You know, wild lettuce oh. is one. Um, and so I'm not sure how those would freeze dry. Although I would think like wild lettuce, if you freeze dried it just like I did kale and those items. Yeah, and then grind um, it up. And then just grind it up into a powder. Right now I have wild lettuce sitting in vodka. Oh, okay. Um, so you're gonna make a tincture. I'm gonna make a tincture, yeah. And I did. I started that last night. Okay. Um, and so we'll see how that goes because that's supposed to work very similar to an. We should have Bob try some of that next time we're out here. Okay. For his back. Okay. Well, it has to sit for. No, but didn't you? Weren't you saying that you could p- 
pick the wild lettuce right away and it was the milky yeah the milky sap. stuff that sap is supposed to be where the medicine is okay that's and at least that's my understanding so far i haven't gotten a whole oh. lot of research done i've been watching some videos and stuff on it and trying to figure <laughs> you can it spend out your whole day doing that oh i know i can get go down that rabbit hole and oh my goodness gracious and um, mullen is the other thing that we've been messing around with out here yeah um, i picked a bunch of the flowers because they're blooming right now the two-year-old plants are blooming right now and then um i guess it's supposed to make a really good um earache remedy oh, okay um not that uh <laughs> We have a lot of problems with earaches out here. No. So I only have, oh, I just have a little handful of of that because I'm not sure that we would actually utilize it. So do you need to like um, do an oil infusion, uh, a vodka infusion? I haven't gotten that far okay. yet, but I believe it's oil. Okay. Because um, you just put it into your ear. If I. Oh, that would if, make sense. If I'm remembering correctly, I've, I've looked up several herbs and I didn't take notes on anything. So I'm just <laughs> kind of going off my memory. memory. Uh, and let's see. The other thing I saw was um, Rich, Rich had asked me about mullen and smoking it because a lot of people smoke it yes, for, for, for asthma and yep. COPD and things like that, which are things we don't deal with. Our daughter has asthma, but she doesn't live here anymore. And I doubt I could get her to smoke it. <laughs> she thinks I'm weirdo anyway. Um, but I saw a video on YouTube and they talked about rolling the leaves and making a smudge pack. Okay. And then using that and inhaling that instead of smoking it. All right. Just burning that. And I thought, well, that was interesting. Yeah, that uh, would be maybe easier. Because, yeah. you know, of course, you know, we've been taught for many years, like smoking cigarettes is bad for you. Right. So then, you know, so I'm like, what's the difference between smoking a cigarette and then smoking mullum? But, you know, cigarettes has tar and they clog your lungs, whereas mullum, exactly. you're supposed to clean it out. Because yeah. it even supposed to help smokers lung. Yep. And so it's like. I know. And I just, it, it just seems so wrong. Yes. I, I Oh, a smudge. It's just what I saw. <laughs> oh, so I suppose I should explain what a smudge pack is. Yes. And well, what this lady did was, a, I don't even remember who it was. I was, I followed some link somewhere. It was a YouTube video anyway. And she took and um, took mullen leaves that were all about the same size. And she took older leaves. Okay. Um, not the young ones. She said the young ones for something else, but she said the older leaves, she put like four or five of them on top of each other and then rolled them up extreme. Well, she dried them first. Okay. And then she rolled them up and then she made them pretty by taking embroidery floss and um, tying this roll. And then she said, and she hangs it. So oh, okay. It can, it's, so it dries some more. And then oh. um, she burned it and she was burning it. Um, she lit it on fire and it just kind of, it kind of smoldered. Kind of like incense? Yeah. And she okay. had, she had some kind of a, um, oh, what did she call it? it? It was like a shell that she had picked up at the ocean or something oh, okay. like that. And it, she, cause you got it, it makes ash. Yeah. So a cigarette or yeah. an ashtray yeah. or something. Yeah. And so she just, um, burns that and then you just inhale those vapors and that's supposed to help with your whatever I guess mullen is really kind of a respiratory type yes. herb and so that would 
um, help with the breathing and stuff. And I don't, I don't know what she was treating. I don't remember if she was treating a condition she had or if she was just doing it because she had a common cold or whatever. Um, but I thought that was very interesting because I have lots of plants, lots of mullen out here, lots of second year. I may have to come out and take a, take a day afternoon, evening and come out and just harvest yeah, Bring and out you bags. probably need to do it fairly soon because some of it is already dying. Yes. Um, it's very dry out here, and I don't know if that, that has something to do with it. it. But the other thing I saw with Malin is that once you've harvested what you need and the plant dies, that you can actually take the stock the second year because it's a it's a Biennial? two year it's a yeah so you you it doesn't block it doesn't bloom the first year it blooms the second year when it shoots that stock up of blossoms and all of that dies. You can break that off and you can make yourself a torch and you can burn that and use that as a torch to go on a hike or whatever you can. It burns like a torch. Oh, very interesting. Now, I don't know if you need to dip it in wax first or not, but I saw some video, some little short video or whatever, and they say, well, and you can do this and you can just use it. We use it as torches to to walk around at night on on our farm doing whatever it'd be sketchy right now with how dry it is yeah yeah i don't know if i'd want to do it yeah exactly but i thought well that was interesting you yeah. know i mean I, I assume i suppose you could you know throw it in your fireplace you know oh, or yeah. your wood burning stove or whatever use it as a as a fuel source or or you know if you're a prepper I, i'm thinking like oh you could keep it in case power is outage i mm-hmm. mean you know yeah, yeah i think winter time here is when we use lose power most of the time but right you know, to go out and if you had to go outside and that's, that's the only source you had for light. Mm-hmm. That's, I was just, it was interesting that, you know, you can like even use it when it's dead, yeah. so to speak. Um, <laughs> like, so, mm. um, but anyway, what else do we want to talk about now that we talked about herbs that we weren't going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say I did I plantain. I don't think I talked about last week that I, um, uh, my plantain spot in my yard it's a weed in my yard, but I go out and my son was looking at me like, what are you doing? Yeah, you were racing him, so you didn't mow it down, right? Yeah, he was. I knew that he would start over on one corner of the lot and I had time to get around out back of the garage. And But I did. I got a huge tub. And I'm like, yay. And so, and it dried fairly quickly. And you did that in the dehydrator or you just I, left it sitting out? No, I did it in the dehydrator. Okay. I don't have space for it to, I would have grandkids playing in it. Yep. Okay. I have. So what did you do with it after you dried it? Right now it's in a jar. I, I crushed it up. I uh, intend to, I think, because you made a salve with yours. Yes, I did. So I intend to make an oil infusion Okay. with that and then use it to make salves. Because after you talked about it, I saw somebody else say, you know, like making a poultice with it. or Yeah, so like if you have a bee sting or mosquito bite mm-hmm. to make a poultice or even to make the salve. You said the salve that you made. Um, it was great for itches. Yep, it worked perfectly on my bug bites that I had. And I, if there's a mosquito out, it's eating on me. It's going to find you? It's going to find me. Bo- they will leave Bob alone and they will come by me. must be sweeter. I must be. <laughs> totally. It's like, uh So, yeah, so that's my other, you know, herb that I found this week. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, I made I made plantain salve and it works really, really well and it was really easy to make. This was plantain infused oil and um, beeswax. And that was about it. I just oh. heated it up and 
Oh, no other, no coconut oil or anything? No, I just used, I just used the oil and, and beeswax. Oh, simple. And I don't, I don't remember if I used, I think it was olive oil that I had infused the plantain oh, I, into. I think I, I think. knew whose website I was on. The, the book that you bought, The Nerd Nerdy Housewife. Farm Wife. By, by, farm Wife. That, I was on her website. That's where, okay, yeah. That's where I was at. It's like, oh yeah. And my thing is when I find something, I'm almost like Rich. I leave tabs open <laughs> and it's like, okay, I want to go back and copy this one. But I do eventually copy it and close. <laughs> really? Because Rich doesn't do that. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because then you end up with 500 tabs open and my computer is slow enough the way it is. Come on, I was telling you how old my computer was. Wasn't that you? <laughs> My computer at the shop is really old, really old, <laughs> really old. We're talking like in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. It's yeah. been hard, hard, our uh, hardware updated. My son updated the hardware in it somewhere along the line. Yeah, you're lucky it's still running. That stuff is not <coughs> meant to last I know. forever. <laughs> I mean, we replaced our dishwasher and the guy in the store is like, well, hold your dishwasher. And I said, oh, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Really? Because they're only supposed to last what did he say? Six, six or seven years. Oh, that's years. really sad. And I'm like, wow, that is really sad. Well, no, but you, Rich has worked on your dishwasher a few times, hasn't he? Or you have? I have. And but stuff. And so like my, my dishwasher is 23 years old, mm -hmm. but Bob has worked on it a few times. Yeah, we have replaced a couple parts on the old one and it just got to the point where it just didn't work anymore. Yeah, well, it's getting to the point you can't get parts for him now. Yeah, yeah. And so that's like my refrigerator is 20 some years old. It's like you can't get parts for it anymore. So eventually you'll have to replace no, it. No, no. I'm too cheap. Do that. Can't <laughs> do that. Okay. I think we were going to stop and take a break to hear from our sponsor. Family-owned PeteCoSupply.com brings small-town customer service to their online farm store. PeteCoSupply.com specializes in automatic waterers from top brands such as Miraco, Jug, Franklin, Trojan, and Ritchie, as well as other products for your operation. Find your farm supplies and automatic waterers at PeteCoSupply.com. That's P-E-T-E-C-O-Supply.com. PeteCoSupply. And we're back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Uh I actually got some canning done this week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so you brought me rhubarb last week when we came over. You came yeah. over for a recording, and um, I took that rhubarb and I turned it into a rhubarb concentrate and canned that. And I used those four jars lids, lids. and they are fantastic. Oh, they sweet. everyone sealed. Yay! And um, now, of course, it's only been a week, so. <laughs> But um, I, they work well, just fine. They are heavier. Are they the, metal wise? Yes, they feel heavier. Okay. Um, and you do have to. The instruction said to boil them. Unlike the new lids from yes, you only warm them. But this one said to boil them because I think that that softens that that softens that rubber seal. Uh, and so I'm very happy with them. Um, I should have. Uh, tried to use them when we, I did some freeze drying. I freeze dried, uh, let's see, what did I do? Roast beef, cooked roast beef. Oh, okay. And I'd put those in the jars and I just used regular lids, not even thinking about trying to vacuum, to vacuum seal, seal with the four jars. So the next batch of whatever goes in there, 
I'll probably try the four jars and see how they work with the vacuum seal. Okay. Because yeah. you haven't used any of yours for vacuum seal. No, because I'm like, no, you need to can with them first. See, that's what I thought. <laughs> We're just like, why didn't you put some on there? I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't no, even see, think of it. See, being cheap and like I am, frugal, <laughs> I would think you need to can with it first so you use it. Because they say only new new seals mm-hmm. or new lids for for canning. Mm-hmm. And then once you open that, then you can use it for vacuum. Yeah, that's... That that's, that's my I, thinking too. Is that I use those? Those are my recycled lids. Yes, and I don't. I don't throw a lid away until it looks really bad. Yep, same here. You know, yep. it's starting to get rusty. It's like, Ugh. or it's got bent, or whatever. Well, sometimes, even, sometimes I end up screwing it up a little bit when I remove it, especially if I've pressure canned something. Oh, um, but whatever. Normally, I don't. So, so. Okay, here's a, is it proper? Probably not. But if you take the ring, not that you're storing them with the ring, but you know, I have rings around my house mm-hmm. all the kitchen all the time. But if you take a, lin- a ring, turn it upside down and you can get it under the edge. So you're not getting just one spot. You're getting kind of two spots and I can pull the lid. Oh, up that's a nice little trick and stuff. And then I do have an opener that I bought off Amazon to open it so it doesn't you know bend the lip mm-hmm. but but my husband his hands are so strong he can take his two thumbs and push a lid off oh wow yeah no not me interesting to see if you can do that with the four jars lid oh <laughs> with the different rubber oh, seal on there I, I, a rhubarb strawberry jam is on my list of okay. to do and so I should I should make some seal and say leave it sit for a week okay let me see if you can open this <laughs> That would be a good video. You're strong, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, his hand strength is so. I'm sure with the line of work it's he's yeah. in. Because actually he, um, what did he, last January he had tried to do something and couldn't, you know, a customer came and couldn't get something open. And so Bob was trying to do it and he never did get it open, but he twisted on it so hard that he pulled the muscles on the top of his hand. Ow. And that took every now and then it'll still hurt. But I'm like going, how strong do you have to be to pull the hands, yeah. muscles in your oh, hand? Wow. Yeah. So you were cleaning out your freezer, getting I, ready for chickens. Yes. So, we had chickens coming this yes, week. Yes, we got chickens coming this week. So did you get your bananas out of there? You were talking about I, how many I bananas. Got, what did you do with them? I made two loaves of banana bread. Okay. But I still have lots of bananas. Okay. And so that's another thing to do this week. Um what else did I I did? Um, defrost my beef heart. Oh, that's right. And I ground it. Um, and then I had done lard. See, I'm sitting thinking, did I talk about this last week? So I rendered lard. I had 20 pounds of pork fat in my freezer. Uh, defrosted that, ground it, and then rendered it. And so I took some of that uh, lard, ground the um, beef heart, and it's very lean. You can see it. There's hardly any fat in it. So I put the lard in it and then I took a pound of pork, ground pork, and put it in there, fried it, seasoned it for tacos, beet burritos or whatever, and fed it to my guys and nobody said a word. But I I was the one going, <laughs> I know it's in there. So it's like, okay, I got to take that first bite. Just, nah. And it, you know. So how big do you think the heart was? How much do you think oh, it weighed? Oh, I weighed it. I weighed it. Ground it was four pounds. Four pounds. And then you had put some lard in there and then one pound of pork. Yes, yes. And you were able to yeah. make it work. Yeah. You know, Interesting. It, if if it didn't have seasoning stuff in it, it probably would have tasted, you could probably detect that it wasn't ground hamburger. But with the seasoning and then especially in a burrito, 
no. couldn't tell. So the texture wasn't weird or no, anything? No, it looked, it looked, it may have been a little finer than normal, but that might have been my grinder. Right. Because I used just the grinder off my KitchenAid. Okay. So, because actually I did it a coarse grind, ground and I thought, well, maybe I should do a fine grind. And that was not where it was just making a mess. And so I so thought, you got oh. paste. That's what sometimes happens. Yeah. So I just like said, that's done and cooked it. All right. So it worked. Okay. Yeah. Once well, I got good. over my mental hurdle. <laughs> and then you used, did you use all of that meat or that did you put I some divided away? It up, I divided it up and put, put, I put three pounds in the freezer. Okay. Because, you know, there's just three of us and. Right. Okay. But nobody, nobody, no, I think even my grandson was there. I fed it to my grandson too, so. And, and he's six, so, you know, he's, he's a, a. Sometimes it's better when they don't know. Oh, no, they I would never didn't. say anything to him because it's like, mm, no. Okay, so you didn't get a chance to look up monkey butter then. We talked about monkey butter Oh, yes, last I week. did. You okay. Look, I did look that up, but it has a ton of sugar on top of the bananas in it. Okay. And I thought, no, that's not. Okay. You know, it's like if I look at a recipe and it calls for six cups of sugar, no, I'm not making it. Okay. So do you think you could make it in if you use the um, the low sugar sure gel stuff? What is it? It starts with a P. The pump. Oh. Um, oh, the, oh, the d- one that we use, the one that we bought last. It starts with pump. P. P-O-M. Yeah. P-O-M something. <laughs> if you use that, if you could use a lower sugar in that. I'm surprised. I mean, most of the time you need sugar in. I don't know if this in jellies for, and stuff too. I don't know if this called for a sure gel okay. or anything like that. Okay, but it just called for a huge amount of sugar, in my opinion. Right. You know that I w- I wouldn't want to have on a regular basis. So if, you know, I use sugar, but I try to be very selective how much sugar I use. Okay. You know, okay. you know, like banana. So bread. what what else is in monkey butter then? Oh, I Do don't remember? remember now because I didn't go down that rabbit hole. Oh, okay. All I right. looked at I looked at bananas and sugar and then she quit. <laughs> yeah, because of the amount of sugar. I'm like, bananas are ripe bananas. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, actually I think it said not to use. Maybe that's why it, you didn't want to have ripe, ripe bananas. Okay. And that unfortunately that in my refrigerator, that's freezer, that's what I have is ripe, ripe, ripe bananas. You have banana bread bananas. Because even the banana bread that I had, I found two recipes and one called for only like three tablespoons of sugar and the other one had a half a cup of honey, honey or maple syrup. And I made it with honey and you could tell that it was sweet, but it wasn't grossly sweet. Okay. Even Bob who doesn't like overly sweet stuff. Well, he likes the sweet stuff, but his body doesn't like the sweet stuff. So he said that was even good. And our grandson ate it. So the level of sugar didn't phase him. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm like, well, that was an easy breakfast. I didn't have to think about that one. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like, you know, the six-year-old, do you want eggs? Do you want French toast? <laughs> right, like, right. Okay, what else do... Oh, we our U-Pans came last week. Yes. And I've had a chance to use you, mine. Yep. Um, and... They sent us recipes. Oh, yes, they sent us... <laughs> <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Okay, so I decided to try it out and try out the toad in a hole recipe that um, they had posted on their their website. Yes, and it it's is. toad in a hole is very different in Britain or New Zealand or whatever. That uh, our American version is very very different. Yeah, isn't ours just a hole in a piece of bread with yes, an egg in with it? Yes, an egg in it. <laughs> That's how us Americans do it. But theirs involves 
sausage and gravy and a batter a batter and so i used our um pork sausages that we had made from our own um own pork out here yep. of course they're very small so they didn't quite fit in the pan like a like a banger from <laughs> Is that what they call them? <laughs> yes, they call them bangers. You know, the, we their sausages a, are much bigger, you know, more like a, a what bra, we would consider a bratwurst bra. or Italian sausage link or Cabasa something like that. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, so I I think I put seven sausages in there, browned them, made the batter, poured the batter on, and then popped it in the oven. And I didn't, all I did was season the batter. And the batter is simply eggs and flour Milk. And milk. Yep, there was milk in there. And that was it. And I was like, boy, it feels like I'm making egg dumplings like my grandma no, did. No baking powder? No, there's no baking powder, no baking soda, nothing like that. And I, it, it just said flour, so I just used my all-purpose flour. Yeah. And um, it did puff up. It goes into the oven and I don't know, what was it supposed to be, 200 degrees Celsius, so... Uh, Alexa told me that that is 372 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. And since I have a digital stove, I can actually set it for that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, my brain is like, it's got to go in 25 In 25 <laughs> increments. increments. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I did. And it took about 20 minutes for it to cook. Oh. Um, and I only put salt and pepper in there. That was the only seasoning I used. And it was a little boring for me. Yeah. Um, and we boring. didn't put gravy on it and I see that in a lot of it, I see their onion gravy is what you're supposed to put on top. Maybe that's the the key. I don't know. Yeah. See, now Bob would not, Bob's not a big cooked onion. You know, like how you would make a mushroom with Swiss or you'd fry it mushrooms and onions and put on a steak. No, no, that would not be his, you know, fried onion. You know, so onion well, gravy. but you're putting it on eggs, which that is just not an American thing. No. For me, I like gravy, but I don't know if I could do that. But I think if you, season the batter yeah um it would work it would be much better i just don't know what to put in there for seasonings it, it, well i say i would like look at okay what kind of sausages that how are your sausages flavored and stuff and but then you could almost make it like a pancake <laughs> as i'm saying don't use don't use but then pancakes don't have a lot of sugar in them anyway but to um, make it like a pancake batter so it's a little sweeter but not a lot because you have sausages with pancakes. Right. Or you could go savory. Um, you could do garlic powder, onion powder. He suggested done. Paprika. The, yeah, paprika was one. And um, mustard was another one put in there. Uh, I don't remember. And see, then I then I went searching and I looked up a few recipes and other people were putting thyme and rosemary and other things in that batter. And I think that would improve it. Yes. Um, but the pan worked beautifully. It browned my sausages very nicely. Um, the um, the dish, the eggs and the sausages came right out of the pan. Oh, you know, okay. it is cast iron. Yeah, so and it seasoned well. Yeah, right, it was seasoned right out well. Of the box? Yeah, I used it right out of the box. It did say to um, butter the pan. Oh, of course. In this recipe, it said to butter. So I used, I put our homemade butter yep. in the pan and it fried the sausage up beautifully. And I mean, it worked well that way. It's just... I'm just not sure about the recipe in itself. Yeah. That, um, that's the pan not, was great. Yeah. Well, the pan was great. Because then I, I did have an idea that, um, uh, jalapeno poppers to, to like wrap them in. Um, I saw a recipe where you cut the jalapeno in half, fill it with a cream cheese mixture and, and then wrap it in bacon. And I thought, 
that would work. That would probably work that in would that work. pan. Yeah, I'm thinking even a half of half of um, a bacon, you know, half a jalapeno filled. And then that's traditionally how I've done it is you fill a half a jalapeno with the cream cheese and cheddar cheese mixture. And then you wrap it in bacon and then you bake it in the oven. I'm thinking that would work too. Yeah, you oh, could you do could. that. I'd have to go to town and buy. I don't know if I can buy jalapenos in town. Why? Well, it's for poppers. I don't have. Oh, no. I mean, why couldn't you buy them in town? That was my question. In Kirkhoven. Oh, in Kirkhoven. Oh, Kirkhoven. Okay. Like, Wilmer, well, <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'm going to get to Wilmer before Friday. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, well, Wilmer's full of jalapeno peppers. No. It's like in Kirkhoven. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm not a jalapeno person, so that would not be something for me. But I did see on the UPAN um, website? website, they had a, a recipe for bacon bundles, and it looked like they had wrapped um, bacon around vegetables. Oh, did yes. you see that? That's where I got the idea for yep. the jalapeno peppers. Thought, oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah. Well, that's, I've done green beans and in, in, wrapped in. Bacon, and, bacon oh, yeah. and asparagus wrapped in bacon. I've done all of those things. So that would work really well in that pan. Yeah. Oh, how's UPAN spelt? U-P-A-N. Yep, and it's .com. Yep, UPAN.com. Um, and that's, I'm impressed. The, the pan worked really yeah, it, well. And I'm surprised, you know, because I have it sitting on my stove and I take it when I went... <laughs> If it's in my way, I take it and just, you know, slide it in my oven. And I'm impressed with how heavy, it's heavier than some of my cast iron skillets. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because then I'm like thinking, maybe I should take this to Sturgis with us. Because oh. Rafi's bringing his uh, uh, baby trigger pellet uh-huh. grill. Uh-huh. And so I thought that might be handy for on the grill. Yes. Probably would be. I mean, it's going to do wieners or brats or whatever yeah. really i mean i can't see why those things would not work yeah and so they're not rolling down <laughs> your oh, yeah. yeah yeah not rolling down the grill yeah oh yeah in between grates and stuff yeah i didn't think about that so, so if people don't know our producer said that in our ears and so sometimes we respond to him and <laughs> and, and you guys are like going, where did that come from <laughs> That would be me going, that was a weird statement. Yeah. yeah. But yes, yes, that's one of the features of the the U-pan is that you can put your sausages in there and nothing rolls away from you because it's... Because I could see that using... Little gullies there for you. Yep, it's cradled in there. I could see using this over um, if you do rustic camping. You know, if you're cooking over a a fire in a Mm -hmm. a pit and have the the grates and stuff. I mean, when I camped with a church group with girls... We had the first few years I came, the guy that came up, he did, he had the grates to camp over, to cook over the fire and everything. And he cooked all the bacon and grease and sausages and everything over the fire. Yep. My dad did that. My dad was really good on an open fire for cooking when we went camping. Yeah. We didn't use anything but the campfire. No, I'll do things in aluminum foil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hobo in a pan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was impressed and, um, I'm going to, was hoping to try some meatballs. Yes. I want to try that too. So we'll see how that works. But if you guys come over on Friday night, maybe we'll see if we can do some poppers or bring my pan along. And so we have both pans. We can have two pans going. There we go. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're just trying to get our new stove top hooked up. So, but anyway, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, 
Oh, well. Yeah. That Speaking is. of the stove, um, <laughs> our new island went in around Christmas time. And yeah. Rich now brought our cooktop from the old house over and finally got it installed yesterday. Still need a gas line. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the hole. There's, there's electricity to it, but I can't use it because we don't have gas line yet. Because when he went to Menards, they did not have the right length and the oh. right size that he wanted um, to use for getting the gas line to that. It's, it's gas just like my stove. And so I'll have two stove tops, have a cooktop, and then a stove. You with really an oven. can. And I've got two ovens. No, you, oh, okay. Yeah, you have yep. two ovens. <laughs> I, got a, I got a lot of cook stuff. <laughs> what do we do though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you could use so, that many. Yeah. So the, the, the cooktop, I'll probably, if I use it like I did in our other house, I did all my cooking on there and I did canning on the other stove because the other stove is hotter. Oh. My other stove is hotter and it's got a vent. So, oh, you know, over the top. This one has a vent, but it sucks. Let's see. It sucks. It's a downdraft. Yeah. So. My mom has something like that too. Yeah. So did you get the vent hooked up too already? Uh, no, I didn't do. No. <laughs> Can't use that yet. <laughs> he was he was having a hard time just drilling a hole to put electricity in. So we get, now have electricity on the island as well. You put an outlet on the end. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, so we don't have to have an extension cord laying here when we're doing cream and everything and butter and all that kind of stuff. We can just plug into the to the uh, well, island, which is very, very nice. That will be really nice. Yes, yep. so it makes it much handier for electricity anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm one of those that catch the cord and... Yeah. Drop yep. something. Yeah. Yep. That we haven't May dropped anything yet, but I've tripped on the cord enough times. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> well, Rich claims we're going to be able to do, do steaks, steaks in the wintertime. We're going to do um, steaks on a Friday but night. <laughs> he uh, doesn't remember that I don't know how to cook a steak. <laughs> that isn't tough. So um, I'm not sure that will I'm happen. Eating, I'm eating better at it. Hamburgers on grill. That would. Hamburgers would work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You so, do that. Well, so that's the big change in my kitchen. Um, let's see. Anything else going on? Well, at my house, I'm still still working on um, doing drip irrigation. Oh, yes. We should talk about the garden a little bit. Um, so, so my boxes, I, I have two, two weeks until I leave for Sturgis. <laughs> it must be done before then. And so I'm just kind of, you know, mentally, you know, it's a, <laughs> you can go to the hardware store, you know, it's any like a house project you can go. It's like, oh, or Amazon. I'm looking on Amazon because, um, because I'm not burying any lines in the ground that I'd have to have blown out. Everything's on top of the soil. So my, I have six boxes. And so I have to figure out how to run a uh, hose to all of them because I don't know if I could see my son moving it from box to box. <laughs> Oh, okay. every half hour but then to con to configure uh, a hose with drip lines off it that's where i'm and and how to i bought some um hose ends at menards but i'm not really strong and it are their compression ones so you just push them together and it's supposed to hold i'm really not strong enough. okay and i suppose i could get my son or my husband to come out and do this but i Try not to infringe on their time too much, but it, I may. But then I was looking on Amazon. Of course, it's prime days right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, these popped up. And I'm like, oh, those are just two pieces that you screw. You know, 
you like a fitting you unscrew it and then you screw it tight and i go maybe i should get those maybe and so so that's where i'm at but then slowly but surely the flower beds and stuff i'm like it's it's i've got the water and it works and i can run but i still have plants that i need to run some drip line to from the supply line and then i will have that all done okay so then what happens this fall when you take this all down? Is are, Can you leave this in you place? Can, you can leave it in place. Okay. You need to open it because of our weather. We need to open it up. And then, of course, my husband has an air compressor. And so then we will just blow it out. But oh, okay. guess what? Somebody forgot to leave in the supply line. <laughs> Was a place where you could easily take it apart and blow it out. <laughs> oh. So I, I will have to. I, that's for after Sturges. Okay. I will. Well, yeah, you don't have to worry about that right now. No, I don't have to worry about that until October, really. So I will later find a coupler and and cut it in. Because, you know, it's an inline. All I need was an inline coupler. And, you know, and that's where I'm going to get one of the screw ones. So it's easy to take apart. Because right now I have hose clamps, like my elbows and stuff. I used a hose clamp because I use a screwdriver to tighten it. And I could get it tight enough. Whereas a lot of times I see people use PEX clamps. I'm not strong enough to get a PEX clamp tight enough so it doesn't leak. Oh, okay. Because I was having it squirting it, and I suppose yeah. it's still watering it. Yeah, but, but that, not the not way where you I wanted, wanted it. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So drip irrigation is not a okay. Buy a kit. Everybody says buy a kit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, but the kit doesn't fit your configuration. As I say, yeah, that you're you're kind of uh, doing it to your own yeah so, specifications there. So and it's like, and they say, and from what I've learn you're never done you may configure it and everything but you're always replacing something something will plug something will break yeah so it's like what once i figuring out getting started the overwhelming being overwhelmed by the mass area that you have to cover was the hardest part okay and sometimes i can still get overwhelmed by how much i have left to do and so it's like okay just go do a plant i just gonna say you just do do an a plant and then i because i thought looking at all the four or six garden boxes uh, I was like just go go make a prototype run it and see if it works yep yep and so I'm hoping to do that I should have done it last night you know actually last night was cold yes it was a little chilly Rich was probably comfortable at the laundry but I'm like we shut windows and I'm like going I need a jacket (laughs) (laughs) like I slept with blankets on last night which is odd for july for july yeah then we've been the weather has just been so odd yeah are you harvesting any vegetables from your garden yet i just had somebody here today and she uh, said she was getting green beans and cucumbers no not yet um okay. they're big and stuff i mean i picked the garlic i told you that last like pick the garlic yep. and the garlic is like super ball you know like a yep, rubber it was really it's tiny um it's gonna go in stock i'm not even gonna try to peel that stuff right i'm just gonna smack it and throw it in with live uh, uh, my beef stock and then um, I picked a couple onions that the tops had flopped over okay but that was only like two out of you know I probably have Uh there's our timer there's our timer Um, I probably have you know 90 onions in my bed I don't know or whatever nine times what is nine times 12 whatever that is 108 Yeah. yeah so I have a whole bed of onions but I keep always like, okay, you need to do something before Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like going, um, I did plant, did I tell you that I planted cabbage? I don't remember. And, oh, yeah, I, we talked about it. But I but I got to looking going, oh, I like really missed my window for starting seedlings. And so then I like plugged into my app. What if I did direct seeding? They say, tell you not to. And I'm like, 
what's well, empty space or you grow something. So I threw in some seeds and I've been trying to keep them, watering them once a day to keep them moist. It's not really hard right now because it's in the 70s. Right. And so, and all of them will grow except one, I know, because my granddaughter was here on Sunday and she saw my trawl in the garage and I come around the house and I go, what you doing? She goes, I'm helping you, grandma. <laughs> Did she take one off? She had dug a scoop and she put it on my thyme plant. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweetie, <laughs> you need to ask grandma before you help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I kind of like hose down my thyme plant trying to get the dirt off. Yeah. Yeah. So I know nothing's going to grow in that one square. <laughs> okay. So how many plants, how many cabbages do you think one. you have the I, potential to have? Um, one, see, one, two, three, seven. Okay. Like, that's a lot of sauerkraut. Yeah. Coleslaw. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, cabbage keeps fairly well, yeah. too. I mean, it's not something when you pick it, you have to necessarily use it right away. Yeah. It does that's keep. very true. If you have a cool place to put it. Yeah. And um, I space is a more of an issue for me. Keeping it, you know, as long as it's not freezing outside, I can put it in the garage and stuff. Right. But as soon as it gets cold, I have to move it somewhere. Right. Yeah. Space seems to be always an issue. Yeah, it no is. No matter what you're doing. Yeah. So so that's probably about all. Oh, but then what did you tell me about rhubarb you read this week? Oh, yeah. I, on one of my rhubarb groups that I belong to, somebody was from Minnesota on the group. And she had asked if she could keep harvesting if, you know, she, could she keep harvesting her rhubarb because it's still producing, it was doing really well. And everybody said they pick rhubarb until frost. Yeah. Now, and, our research earlier had told yeah. us that we shouldn't be doing it here in July, you know, at least in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, no, we just, we keep going. We make sure we don't over harvest the plant yeah. and you may need to water the plant and fertilize it. But and I think that's because I have some smaller stocks and I think that's probably what's going on is that it's not getting enough water. And so I'm trying to supplement it. Okay. Because normally I do not have to water my rhubarb, but this year I'm having yeah, it's to. Pretty, it's pretty dry out here. Yeah. Because yeah. even we had a little rain last night. I don't know if you got any. We here. got sprinkles here, but not enough to count for anything. We had enough to wet the ground mm -hmm. really well. And I had to run the wipers on the car and stuff. But by the time I got, I went to Wilmer last night and... By the time I got there, there was the ground was dry in Wilmer, but we were wet, still wet in Kirk when I got back. Okay, so Kirk, it's very go, spotty. I know it was yep. it was it was raining in southern Minnesota um, this morning. Oh, um, but yeah, I could see the, I could see the wall out there when I looked to the south. Yeah, um, whether it amounted to anything or not, it was just I think it was just sprinkles or whatever. And I heard we're we're in a chance of sprinkles or storms for today and tonight but i don't oh, okay. know if it really will amount to anything yeah but we could really use some rain yeah you could i was looking at your um pastures as i was driving in and it's like mm, yep the cows have been there and nothing's growing back yep yep so we're up we're feeding hay out here yeah so but anyway that's can't do anything about the no, weather but no. complain i guess we'll talk about it yeah <laughs> Minnesota, um, we're talking about the see, weather. Anything else that is probably all we've got at the moment. Yeah. And so I think that's about it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Homestead Podcast's latest episode. Your hosts, Carol Radke and Jamie Kappis, are Two Gals Homesteading. To learn more, go to twogalshomesteading.com or the Two Gals Homesteading Facebook page at facebook.com slash twogalshomesteading. 
editing, audio production, and marketing of the Homestead Podcast is the responsibility of Media Transex. The Homestead Podcast is an audio product of Media Transex, a limited liability company based in Minnesota, USA. So until next time, put some keeper on it. <laughs>